1: Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I feel like chicken
2: tonight, like chicken tonight, chicken tonight. I feel like chicken tonight.
0: More sauce. Masses of taste. Chickens and
3: knife. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield town legend. And he takes that chance. Welcome to a special edition of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. This evening, myself, Matt, Neil and Cosie are joined by a gentleman with a new job, who is hoping to be more Marstons than KFC. It's Huddersfield Daily Examiners Stephen Chicken. Hi, how's it going? Okay, Stephen, before we go on, I think we need to address the elephant in the room, and I'm not talking about me. With a name like Stephen Chicken, should you not be working for the Telegraph and Argus? I see what you've done there, because of the Bantams,
0: right? Or the Batmen, as we always used to call it, because it does look a bit like Batmans, which should be Batmen. A bit harsher I use. Yeah. yeah, I once saw the um, the mascot for Bradford City because he was getting changed in the press room before a game, and I just overheard him say like, "I used to say in acted school I'd never do stuff like this, <laughs> and look at me now."
3: <laughs> <laughs> was that the
0: bantam or was it the city general? It was the bantam. The bantam. Uh, He was just standing there in a full chicken costume minus the head. At least, no no one it's saw him. Oh, man,
3: it's, it was very bleak actually. But then that's that's Valley Parade for you, I suppose. Well, it does have a garage or a house in the corner, which is very interesting for football. But let's talk about history. Let's talk about your history. Um, I think people would be interested to know a little bit about you, where you grew up and how you got into journalism.
0: Yeah, so I'm from um, Warrington originally, so I'm I'm very sorry to say I'm from the wrong side of the Pennines. Um, And always growing up watching football. My parents are sports mad. Um, I can say now that we've played them and are probably not going to play them again for another 18 months um, I am a Liverpool fan. Uh in growing up in Warrington, you're either support Liverpool or Man United and I was unlucky enough to grow up in the nineties supporting Liverpool in a school where everyone supported Man U and Man U were winning absolutely everything. Um so and I went to University in Leeds, which is how I ended up in Yorkshire, although I dropped out when I learned that I didn't need a degree to become a sports journalist. Um so I went off and did my NCTJ which is like the the journalism training at a college in Manchester um and I've spent the last 10 years or so um doing weekend work so doing um the football league paper which I did for a while Mm. so I saw I've seen town quite a few times over the years uh, went on rotation football league paper with them it was I'd go wherever they sent me each week so any they'd give you a list of games each week and I'd just say yeah send me anywhere in Yorkshire so obviously, a, you know, a fair bit of that was was town. Uh, and I spent the last two and a half years writing part-time on a freelance basis for Football 365. Um, so I was doing, the, this season I've been doing weekend shifts for them. So doing a lot of that. If you're familiar with 365, I was mm-hmm. doing like their 16 conclusions of a weekend and things like that. So I actually, strangely, have not seen that much of town in the Premier League, although I saw them a lot in the Championship and in League One. I haven't seen a huge amount of them in the Premier League because I was either doing the league paper who don't cover it or I was doing 365 and I was covering mostly the the top six.
3: Mm. So, uh, yeah, and then I, I started with the Examiner uh, in early April. So how hard is, is Freelance? I know there's a lot of people on Twitter, that are Huddersfield fans, they, they want to get into journalism, a lot of young ones, mm. sort of between 17, 21, that kind of age bracket who... Who would like to get into journalism but it's a tough tough thing to get into you know there's not many Henry Winters and if there are Henry Winters it's hard to get you know where he is because he's blocking your path so to speak how hard is freelancing and and what kind of path is it it is
0: really really difficult and it's kind of without meaning to me I'm sure you're gonna have plenty of, of puns on my name throughout the night um, but it is kind of a chicken and egg thing because you, you do need a bit of name value to get freelance gigs, I'll cross you, that one off. <laughs> but you can't get freelance gigs without a bit of, without having the name value. So as I say, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe not the best example of a, of a clear career path. Um, a lot of the people who work for reach or who used to be Trinity mirror that, that the examiner is part of. Um, are we had a meet up and, and a fair few of them are younger than me. They do employ people straight out of university. My career path is maybe not the best example to follow, but it's it's if it's something that you're really passionate about, you've got to keep plugging away at it um, and hope that you get noticed eventually. I, I was very lucky that I used to write into Football Three Six Five to their mailbox and I used to sort of uh, contribute things to Media Watch and things like that, and I met. Sarah a few uh, Sarah Winterburn the editor who's also a town fan I met her at a couple of games so she sort of knew who I was and then when they had uh, a bit of uh, freelance budget available she actually contacted me out of the blue on Twitter and just said would you be interested in coming and and doing some some bits for us and that's how that started so I mean luck is definitely a factor but the other yeah as I say the other thing is just to keep plugging away and and be ready to have something else to to go to fall into if it doesn't work out I would say I think that's quite
3: important to just for your own sanity as much as anything else what would you say your best work is as a freelancer for anybody wanting to maybe have a look at what you've done before what would you say your piece de resistance if you like (laughs) is um a lot of the 16 conclusion stuff that i did for Could a special recipe there couldn't I? yeah i
0: know i mean i know it's a big a good uh it's sort of an appointment to view feature but yeah the 16 conclusion stuff some of it for 365 I'm, I'm pretty proud of um i also did when i first started there it's maybe not the best example of my current style but i did a series called the last defender where i basically tried to defend a lot of the stuff in football that fans hate for no particular reason
3: um Shall I give you one? Yeah. I hate it when football fans go mental when the ball is touching the quadrant. <laughs> yeah. And they go mental. I just think, you can touch the quadrant, it's fine. Yeah. And then, then they go mad and go, it's not in the thing. Yeah. That's always one thing. It's, that it's, It makes me laugh more than mad, if you like. it's it's it, it, That's one. I've written a lot about the irish, irrational anger of fans. The
0: one that I always... It sort of crack myself up thinking about is. Do you remember when um, Emmanuel Adebayor scored against uh, Arsenal, for for City, length, really. and ran the full length of the pitch? To me, that is just. Really? Uh, a ridiculous thing to do Balls, and it's just seats flying everywhere. yeah I know people were pouring down the stands like ostensibly to get to him although what they would have done if they had got on the pitch to get to him who knows <laughs> it's, it's more for show sure. but like to me the idea of Adeboa doing that even if I was an Arsenal fan would be hilarious it's, like, it's such Pantamide. a ridiculous yeah exactly yeah. it's such a ridiculous oh, yeah. thing to do and but people go mad It's it's, it's strange that yeah, when people enter a football
3: stadium, they suddenly lose all all faculty. I I love the pantomime aspect of yeah. it. If if you give someone a stick, you take it back. That's always yeah. been my my thing, and I think you guys are probably the same, aren't you, on that one?
1: we will just out plenty of stick <laughs> Let's be honest. Indeed, I, I, I've got no issue. If you're gonna if you're gonna be on terraces, you're gonna give a player absolute pelters. If they're gonna score and they want to come and cut their ears bang in front, of you, good for them. <laughs> Can't fault it. I'm not. I, I have
3: no problem yeah. with that at all, mate. Mm. So we'll move on to. The job with the Huddersfield Daily Examiner. How how did that come up? I know you mentioned before Sarah Winterman was yeah involved. Uh, what's what is your relationship with Huddersfield Town? Was it just out of the blue, or was it something that like she'd set up? Or
0: no, no, she wasn't involved in that application at all. Um, but she was sort of. I, I I thank Sarah for sort of giving me sort of my break and giving right. me the platform of three six five. But in as far as. I mean, she did encourage me with the application, but because uh, they didn't have a place at 365, so she did encourage me and whatever. But um, yeah, she actually had nothing to do with it. It was uh, I was actually touting. Uh, I was thinking about whether I could go full time freelance because I had a day job uh, working. I was finance manager for a software company uh, in Leeds City Centre, uh, and. I was thinking about whether I was trying to weigh up whether there would be enough out there for me now that I got a bit of a name from 365 that I could go full time freelance and one of the first people I actually contacted um, asked me for coffee and was like actually we've got this job coming up in Huddersfield would you be interested in applying for that so after that it was a normal you know the application process through the website send your CV send examples of your work all of that and the, the interview and things like that so it was almost sort of blind
3: luck and good timing in a way that I, I contacted the right person at the right time do you have a relationship with the club or is that something that you hope to establish you know as closeness if you like because it seems like down the years the the club and the newspaper have drifted slightly um, from the days of when Mel Booth used to have his Philips, if you like, so people will remember the, the top Philips he used to have. Um, do you feel like the club and the examiner have gone away or is it always there, it's just there's more more people involved so it gets diluted? I think, it, I think inevitably it has gone
0: away, but I don't think Town are at all unique in that. I think that's happened across football. Um, this, the truth is that because of the internet and because the clubs have their own Twitters, their own websites and whatever, they have control over the information that they want to release and can release it on their own schedule if you're lucky mm-hmm. then they will copy you into things and let you know in advance when things are coming up if there's going to be a big announcement or whatever then they'll let you know in advance even if they don't tell you what it is they might say you know we're going to have something at two o'clock on Sunday or whatever mm-hmm. be ready in front of a computer or they might send you a bit of co- copy a day or two in advance and say this is the statement could you put it out But, I mean, I've spoken to Mel, been on a couple of away trips with Mel and, you know, a few pints and and had a chat. And, yeah, there was a day when Mel Booth was the gatekeeper to all information. When he had that mullet as well, if you ask him about the (laughs) mullet. Yes, he did. (laughs) I can't really criticise him for the mullet (laughs) with my current haircut. But... yeah, I mean, there was a time, if you think, before the internet, as strange as it seems to think now, when Town couldn't actually get information out to the public without going through the examiner mm-hmm. and without going through Mel. At one time, he yeah. was the, the sole gatekeeper of all information, Huddersfield Town, and that isn't the case anymore. And as I say, that, that's just the way football has gone. I think we'll see when Town are playing in the championship next year and the national coverage dries up a bit, just because there's not as much coverage of the championship as there is of the Premier League, yeah. perhaps the examiner will uh, become a bit more important to the club, hopefully, uh,
3: and and to the fans as well. So the big question I think people will want to know is your previous incumbent uh, managed to alienate almost an entire fan base uh, from the newspaper with a bit of a hatchet job on Mark Hudson was where it started mm. sort of at the end of 2017, which... He was kind of echoing a lot of what people were saying in frustration, but I think sometimes fans don't want their mm-hmm. newspaper to do the same. I think they look at them as kind of being the rational ones in in that situation. And also the way he handled himself on on social media as well when he was called out on it. Do you feel that perhaps you're starting from a position of difficulty um, with the way things have been and also on the field as well? Because obviously it's not all, uh, all roses on the pitch as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't speak obviously for... Um... Or, sort of, my predecessor, or anything like that. And, you know, and it, and it wouldn't be fair t- for me to, to speak about any of that without knowing the ins and outs on both sides and all of that. But I am aware that there has been a bit of a breakdown of communication between uh, and of trust between the examiner and the fans. And that is something that the paper are aware of. Uh, and we're we're keen to to put right basically. Um, it was sorry. So on.
1: have you got a plan to to sort of win people back
0: round then? are Not as such. I, I just think that if we do our jobs properly and sort of create put you know quality content and try and you know write stuff that people want to read and show ourselves to be you know fair and even handed and whatever. Then it will grow over time. Like the, I don't think you can really. I think almost making a plan would be the, the worst thing right. we could do because it would it that would feel like we would try to manipulate people right okay whereas I think if if we just concentrate on trying to do you know good pieces good articles put out you know content that people actually want then then over to, and it's not going to happen overnight but if we keep doing that then it, that trust will that bond will sort of it'll be
1: a slow process because yeah. I think it, because it's gone so far against Sort of everybody, um, like Matt said off air before we started, to alienate an entire fan base amongst the most successful season we've had since it's a talent. No. God knows how long is a stroke of absolute top whoppering, <laughs> <laughs> really. Yeah, I
2: think because I'm lucky enough to know quite a few writers and stuff. I think the thing that they get really frustrated with is they write good articles, but. Mm. The headline, the clickbait, lets them down. I'll give a good example of the examiner the other week and that as well. The, the headline was, Siva explains why Moy was left on the bench. So everyone's going to be like, "Oh, that's interesting, click on that. When you clicked on it, Siva did not explain why Moy was left on the bench. And I thought I was really naughty with that for a few reasons. I thought, A, it makes Siva look, you know, it's, it's kind of putting a knife in Siva a little bit more. B, why put that when it was clear the article was nothing to do with mine? we didn't learn it you just like you click on it you think what's the point point? and kind of the guys i know they write these great articles but the headline just like don't tell the story so it's kind of like you're clicking on something that's not right and they and what they're saying to me is like the old school writing great reports but it's the youth that you know kind of using the social media, putting their articles on, but just putting loads of nonsense to get people to click. That, and, and that's, that's so Blake, infuriates Blake, Blake's
1: biggest downfall wasn't even necessarily the articles themselves. It was his interaction on social media and his sort of spiky nature that didn't
3: really... It was more I'm right, you're wrong kind of attitude, wasn't it? Yeah, there were no
1: grey area. He, he could only see that he was right. and He, was, he, was, he had the right to sort of slaughter Mark Hudson, but it was just a a strange approach and when you've had an history with the local paper that Uddersfield Town have had, it's always been a very sort of close relationship in past with Mel, Doug Thompson, sort of proper old school reporters, get on with everybody. Um, Might be a bit too happy-clappy for some, but you've gone from that to Blake being... Think Literally, polar opposite. They now
2: was the thing for me, you know, they because You look around at your local reporters and stuff like that, and again, people are going to like, shut up. But Phil A is one of the best in yeah. the business, mate, because he will criticise the club. Maybe he's got that relationship. He will He will It's worth reading his stuff if you're the Leeds fan because he's, he gives you something, an angle. Guys. But I think some of the examiner stuff from recent times, he just he passed to him and he edited it in and he and he said I don't want to read that. I want to read like an opinion, opinion based stuff and that's where it's gone. And I think some people are scared of rocking the boat at the club. I I want to kind of read a writer who cares. I mean I know Yorkshire Post is different because that's kind of looking. It's not a you know to one club. It's to the area. But yeah. the, the the writers in there are the best in the business, mate, for yeah. a reason because it's worth reading. I paid one pound twenty for a paper on Monday, which is a lot of money when I paid it because. I thought this is going to give me an angle on the game that I won't see on a Sunday. Where he passed him and he crossed it in, and he should have done this mm. and that. That that old school writing is just totally going, and it's sad. I want it back. I don't just want to, you know, hear about what happened on the pitch. I want to hear that, you know, what their thoughts, genuine thoughts. Yeah,
0: I think. I mean, I think every regional journalist aspires to be um, at sort of that level of, of Phil Hay or, or Mel Booth, who are so respected um, in in the clubs that they serve. Uh, you know, they they are sort of national names operating at a local or regional paper. And, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And I think there are a lot of really good writers out there, sort of up and coming. You look at, you know, people my age, people like uh, Daniel Storey or Seb Stafford um, or um, Jack Pitbrook. They're all yeah, they're they're brilliant looking, yeah. writers. Fair writers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Fair. And and you the know I term proper writers. Yeah, yeah.
2: Not, not I got an agenda or no. You know, just proper and writers. And
0: those are the people that I sort of aspire yeah. towards more than you know. I've never been uh interested in going sort of the tabloid route or muck raking or anything like that. It doesn't yeah. appeal to me. Like I, I, yeah. I mean, as with anything, it's striking a balance. There's there's pieces uh that you know go on the examiner that i wouldn't necessarily click on as a fan but the numbers tell us that people do so we have to care about that as well but it, you're right it is about being the 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 headline should reflect the contents definitely i i think that's that's the, the that, that's
1: a big part of your job really now yeah. is to by doing that obviously because he's pointing that one out as a and there's, there's probably another 50 like that but by addressing little bits like that you can gain so much confidence back yeah, sort of instantly yeah. with the readers or that you've lost yeah. and, and well, literally I, lost. The
2: guys I speak to, Neil, say they don't have any influence on the headline, which seems to mean it's, it's up to us. They've wrote the article and passed it to them. So it's like yeah. when they put something like it's totally different to what they've written, it's just so like... That, that Stephen is, can
0: answer that one. That is, yeah, that is how it used to be in... Um, and I think at the Nationals it still is. So it used to be a, a firm division between the writers who were writing the pieces and the sub editors who were involved in the production side of the newspaper, which includes you know laying it out, doing all the designing, putting the pictures in, but also doing the headlines. I think a lot of Nationals they still uh, have that um, at the. We do have still have subs, obviously, for you know, but the yeah, a lot of the articles we put up, we're putting our own headlines on it uh, at the Examiner. I can can confirm that
3: so Stephen, do you think this is something that can go both ways do you think it it matters if if somebody like you is a huddersfield town fan or not so Cosy just mentioned phil Hay who's mm. a hearts fan isn't he yeah so yeah. do you think it sometimes do you think it matters or do you think not being a fan of the club you can see with a clearer head sometimes and give a clearer picture i think you kind of
0: when you cover in a club you kind of end up from i mean obviously i can't speak from personal experience but you do become attached to certain I I do know that you do become attached to certain players and I know from speaking to other regional journalists you become attached to the club that you're following so I've seen enough I don't know if people realize whenever you go to a press box uh, even sort of lower down the leagues there will be uh, a, a local radio station for both the home and away side and they if you speak to the away team they're always referring to the team as we even if they themselves aren't actually fans of the club yeah. you kind of end up becoming a fan anyway just because you're seeing them every week yeah. you're
1: going to the press conferences you get to know people you're, you're bound to get an affinity yeah, exactly. it's just nailed on so and yeah. i think that's good yeah i think that's good because that sort of gives you that bit of care mm. and a bit more sort of neil you've got one here aren't you
2: where would you do the line, Stephen, on your reporting criticism or personal opinion where
0: sorry, where do I draw the line between criticism and personal opinion?
2: Yeah, in your reporting. Um,
0: I mean, it, I think you have to be fair. I think if you're
3: it can be the same thing, can't
0: yeah, exactly, yeah. They t- they can be the same thing sometimes, and and I think it's yeah, it's trying to weigh up whether it's f- you whether you think it's fair. So I might have an opinion about a certain player, but I also know that I've only seen him play for you know half an hour across two games, so it probably. Isn't really fair for me to write and slag that player off because I've not given him I've not given him a proper chance. I've not got anyone more particular in mind, by the way, just in case you're wondering. I could give you so, a few names. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean you you've got to obviously you're still coming up with opinions and yes, there is obviously it is true that criticism often, you know, top 10 worst lists always do better than top 10 best lists. Yeah. I'd rather write a best list, to be honest, yeah. because I, th- I think it's more interesting. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm a bit soft, but I do, particularly somewhere like the Examiner, you have to be, as you you know, you know, mentioned, Mark Hudson, you have to be careful with the criticism, not only because of, you know, you, you obviously want to have a relationship with the club and with that player, but you also have to bear in mind the feelings of the fans as well, and and that's what I mean when I say you have to be sort of fair and balanced. That there's a way of giving someone a two out of ten without also slagging them off. Doug Thompson
3: would have never done that. We love Doug, but he in, was in a fairness, though, yeah.
1: I mean it's similar to what we do on here because we're, we're sitting. I mean, let's be fair. We've started this podcast on the worst possible season, won three games. It's been a, a bit of a struggle at times to. Mm-hmm. Try and pluck something yeah. positive out of it. Was and that another chicken? Ding, coin? ding, ding, ding. Yeah, and, and, and you've got to be honest. Yeah. yeah well, that, that's the thing.
0: Like, well, <laughs> you, you talk about like the you want to be entertaining, and you, you don't you don't want it to just be like he kicked the ball, it went into the net. Yeah, can I, I mean agree that? with that. I've been, but I've been doing the live blogs a lot, uh, the games that I've covered, and I want to make jokes. Like, if you read my particularly that early three six five stuff, like that last defender stuff, I make loads of jokes in those pieces. The problem is when you're covering town and they're losing five nil. People don't
3: want to be. Yeah, exactly.
0: You, you can't make jokes without it being at town's
1: expense. <laughs> I, I, and I, I there's just a time think, and a place for it. I said Danny. Who honesty, comes that they usually get with over things there. <laughs> like that. On honesty is it's the best policy. That's yeah. what we do on here. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, we have the club listen. Yeah. Which the would be daft not to because yeah. we're fans talking about their their business in effect. But Dean Oil listens. Danny Oil listens. We've got Sean Jarvis. is going to come on. Dave Threlfall Sykes is going to come on if he
3: replies. Please reply.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but we, we, you know, we have got the ear of the club, so we, we've got to be careful to an extent that we yeah. don't want to go diving in two feet and slay them. Yeah, but they also appreciate the fact that we've got to say it as we see it. Yeah, and that's, that's and not, when you've had a season like we've just yeah. we're, we're sort of suffering at the moment. You've got you've got to be honest. They're not daft. No. Like. As much as they, it's not good for them to have people
0: slagging them off, they know that they've had a really bad season. Yeah. And you talk to any of the players around the club and talk to, to and or, or whoever, and yeah, they'll say exactly the same thing. They know it's been a bad They're not stupid. No. They, they know it's been a bad season and that people are going to talk about it in those yeah. terms.
2: I think it's just trying to build that relationship. I know James Shield really well, Sheffield, Star, Sheffield United reporting that as well, and he got a real good relationship with Chris Wilder. I remember him telling me last summer that, you know, little tidbits like this, that make as a fan, you'd like be wanting to hear when he said they went on a pre-season, and the the lads uh, turned up with all the kit, and he says, "Go back, you know, get your jeans on, get your thing, and we're going to get smashed as a team, just to create that spirit." And look, obviously, you know what's happened's happened, happened, and but a little tidbit like that, and mm. he's kind of like, and that's I saw him publish that story the other day, and that as well. It's like that is the kind of stuff as a fan you'd want to get that insight, and it must yeah. be hard for you because. I suppose Chris Wilder's a bad example, really, because he's like an old school manager. Yeah, he's who, very old. Yeah, school. and he's got mm-hmm. his—you're like so—he's got his contacts, like with the others. Nigel Atkins. He'll give him stuff, and that's on well, that'll come out. But it's like Jan Sievert, and it's not—you never. Let's be, be honest. I don't think that's ever going to happen, is it? He's never going to ring you and say, right, you know, put this in. We did this the other yeah. day, or whatever. That. I mean, it's going to be hard that, in
0: not. I mean, not yet. He's not. I mean, it's worth remembering that Sievert has never. Lived in England before, let alone so like he's still getting to grips with how the English press works, let alone anything else that's going on on the club or on the training ground or anything like that. Um, when he's facing the media, he's facing a different. I don't know how the media no. operates in Germany, but there's going to be cultural differences there, and he's, so he's naturally going to be a little bit
2: more on his guard at,
0: at the moment. And it's going to be the club nowhere will, near as
1: intense as no. It, no from but I think the, the of to while, while yeah, they were clever league.
2: there, while they use James to bring the fans closer to the club yeah. that's worked a tree yeah. all through and, the season and I just think Warnock you know you've probably got him in here and Melbourne Melbourne back in that days I'm damn sure that he'd probably run here, yeah, Mel drop this in drop that yeah. story in that's what I'm saying it's kind of yeah, Shedding eggs yeah you haven't seen it strikes a guy a certain kind of me is just like I'll do what I want and you know sort of everyone else kind of thing yeah. which makes it hard for you really just to report anything different
0: yeah I mean yeah as I say I mean it's still early days for for that and and again the club i have to say you know we have good relationships with with the press people at the club and yeah. things like that um, you know we're not adi- we're very lucky. they are great to be fair. yeah they, they are, are very i mean good. You, again you look at you look at if you have a google for clubs that have banned their local papers over yeah. nothing over the years yeah. like newcastle have done it several times yeah. to, to the chronicle um there's there's a whole list of clubs that have banned. Yeah. I remember Southampton banned photographers once. I think it was Southampton. Yeah, so wow. they had they they got a cartoonist in to draw cartoons of the match action <laughs> instead. That. that was brilliant. Um, but there's loads of them like that where they've they've fallen out with the press for
1: yeah.
0: for you know. I'm not again. I'm not an idiot. I know that the press can be a cesspit sometimes. But in these instances, it's just because they... I'll
1: be honest. I, I think that came close with Blake. I think he'd gone so sort of so anti-town yeah. so anti Deep. the fan base mm. at the end of the day your job you're relying on the fan base you you need the fan base yeah. to to press a button to Deep. buy a yeah, paper that's it. to well, do yeah, whatever we're, you need us
0: we're, we're a local paper and we're not covering liverpool no like if we're covering liverpool then almost you can do without the clicks from merseyside yeah, ab- absolutely, not that you yeah. ever would but do you know no, what I mean? no, you're right because, yeah whereas you know yeah Huddersfield, it's a local town team yeah and, and we know yeah, we, we know, we that we're a local paper and, and our priority is towards those fans. Yeah. Yeah, first and foremost.
2: I think the thing is that you've got to try and find a reason for, for us wanting to click on your thing. You, your, yeah. That's your job to come up with something. Why must I click? I'll tell you one thing I did like, but it kind of died a death. You probably won't remember it, but there were like kind of a Monday forum one and two. I think it were like Mel Booth, used to be on it oh, yeah, as well, a bit of a and yeah, a, a web or whatever. Oh, that, we, that was something different. We are Chatbots, we are bringing yeah. back the q and A. Yeah, um, that was something different yeah. than
0: that. I think good. we... we, we We've had a couple of like sort of calendar conflicts um, with the Q and As, but we are really keen to. We did one, and we're keen to get those up and running. In fact, by the time this goes out, there probably will have been a a couple more. So spicy now. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, well that's it. I mean, (laughs) this time of, um, but this this time of the season, and particularly the season that we've had, to be honest, even with the Q and As, like it's it's kind of dribbles at the moment. Whereas I think once we get into the new season and. I um, think it's every game at moments a dead rubber, in it? Yeah, and um, and over the <laughs> no team <thing. laughs> over the <laughs> I think over the summer and once we get into next Probably. season, there will be yeah, you know re- the, the, yeah, yeah the the fans the fans yeah. will be more interested because yeah. they, I mean yeah. you guys tell me, but I mean we were talking off mic before the podcast started. At the end of a season like this, you're kind of just waiting
3: for the next one. Yeah. yeah. You are, and our, our figures are dropping off a little bit as well. So, I, I,
1: I can't wait for this. I'm, this season needed to end six weeks ago, it's been yeah. months. I think what's <laughs> sad, Stephen, yeah. is like you've yeah. got to
2: look at the official site to see there's no news, yeah. there's nothing for you to, to write on. There's no. nothing you know, who won the Blue and White Foundation, Alan from Owenbridge, or what have you. That, yeah, then, okay, yeah so it's yeah. under 19s beat you know, Czechoslovakia, okay, and yeah. B team, or yeah. what have yeah. you. you know, really, really. Yeah. Just a question I've got, Stephen, just yeah. kinda of trying to take it away from time. What are your views on social media and football from your experiences? I kinda of put you I Personally, I think the market has become so saturated, especially mm. with Twitter, and everyone's doing the same thing, for example, Five Things we learn, et cetera. I, I would say Twitter's peaked a long time ago. Do you agree? Uh I'm not sure about that. I think you have to I think you have to follow the right people.
0: You, you maybe need to have a little prune on your uh, <laughs> on the on your the list of your that you following. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think with with as with anything in journalism, it's about looking in the in the right places. Um, I do know what you mean, though. It's a super competitive industry. Every club, you know, I'm sure there's you know five different older shot town blogs out there, like mm-hmm. um, let alone you know a Premier League club. So I do know what you mean, and I, and I think again that makes it even more important to keep doing sort of the quality stuff. Um, I mean we do I won't lie we do do five conclusions and things like that after games they
2: all do it all your same people though you know, I look at Newcastle five things we learn about this mm. I don't Trinity know if it's one. just that they have to do it everyone on no
0: it's a format that yeah. works people people yeah. read it and like if people mm. the, the thing is you could write the same opinion piece um, as continuous prose I
2: like them to be fair
0: and, and, people, and people won't click on it mm. but if you just number the list mm. for some reason people go mad for it. I don't know why, <laughs> like if you can put a number or a swear word with asterisks in, in a headline. It always they just go goes nuts. Yeah.
3: Do you think people consume media differently? So me. So, for example, you, you, Cos has mentioned everything's saturated and you're competing mm-hmm. in a market and you, you're scrolling through as, a, as someone who scro- scrolls through Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. and then you see, and you, you look at the headline really and and it's it's a case of the headline stands out and then you click on it and it's not so much worded, but you see a lot which are more picture-led you know mm-hmm. i think do you think people look are looking for quick you know quick consumption if you like rather than reading war and peace there was a great article uh, the other day wasn't there
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
2: people today. Cozzy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with delivery. You win,
3: order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. From Ken Early. Yes, Um, I read that one. After the Liverpool-Huddersfield game, which was really, really good. Uh, But not everyone's going to read that. Yeah. Nerds like me who love tactics are, but do you think yeah. people that like maybe people outweigh me and just want to look at a couple of pictures and a couple of lines because they've got other things to look at as well?
0: There's, I mean, yeah, there's, there's something again, it's, there's something for everyone and it's looking in the right places. I think that's where, um, that's where a place like 365 has an advantage over, uh, over a local paper like The Examiner because they, their whole USP. Is and and football London as well or whatever, their whole USP is we are the place for sort of intelligent writing on the subject, whereas, and they have a particular audience that they appeal to, and anyone else they're just like well, you're not try. part of our audience, yeah. whatever. Whereas the local paper, the 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 audience is people in Huddersfield, yeah, and that's everyone, yeah, like that covers all. Different people. That—that's the. Th- I mean, that is part of the thing with Twitter. Is even if you look at like brilliant writers, like some of the guys I mentioned earlier, and you look at their replies, it's just a load of abuse. It's shocking, though. Yeah, it? it's just an opinion. Now. Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. I and just that, think
2: it's. Ter- that's and, what I mean. It's lost its way. And that's it's it. a place for abuse now, and I hate it. Yeah,
0: and that—that's and that's the thing. It's like well if you didn't like this is really no. well written if you didn't like it it's not for you, it. you and, and there will be things on our site yeah. as I say yeah there's things yeah. on our site where it's like well if you didn't like this wasn't yeah. written for you there's probably there's something yeah. over here that you
3: will yeah. like do, if- do you become immune to that because I think being in the Premier League I think before we got promoted I think if I saw any stinging criticism on Huddersfield I used to yeah. quite prickly but now we've been in the Premier League get it from every country you yeah, click, you click on the it's official now, one and there's about 50 blokes yeah. in kenya ghana nigeria telling yeah. you that you're a load of rubbish and yeah. you're just like what's yeah. going on here? yeah you- <laughs> and then another one saying oh, i'll come and play for you yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant you, you-, you might get a go actually yeah. you have to get used to it like you
0: like it yeah it is still annoying when someone pops up on your on your mentions but i mean that's what the mute button's for like and again as i say i sort of take solace in the fact that i go on the 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 twitter feeds of Writers who I really love and respect, and they're getting horrible replies. I don't get too much. My following isn't as big as those guys, but do you want it to be though? If you, if that's the it's, well, it's I don't want to get the abuse, or is that but, just part of the? Yeah, it's yeah. part that it shows that it's a it's a flip side, a downside of,
3: of being successful and being. I know. quite like Jonathan Lou and yes. some of the stuff he. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit on the edge sometimes. I think he wrote something about Henry Plofield which is a little, mm. but um. He, um, he gets quite a lot of abuse yes. in his thing because he's quite edgy as well. He's very good. He, he yeah, writes brilliant. Jonathan Lowe. Yeah, I, Jonathan I, Lou I is,
2: once had a writing done with him, but it would debate and I loved yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he he's was in the secret side my, my cool. mate, or Coach Yorkshire, and I were like earn it back. But he went on and on. And I thought, don't respect this guy because who am I? He's like yeah. nobody. Mm-hmm. And that's what to me it should be all about. But people uh, weighing I in. I think and, that's where.
1: I'm going to throw his name in again, I apologise, but I think that's where Blake... Whoops, McGee. Yeah, maybe tried to do a bit of that. Totally got it completely and utterly wrong and then basically thought it just went two feet in and
3: on everybody <laughs> literally yeah. I would,
0: I would say you, you don't mind if it's if someone's asking a question yeah. or you've made a factual yeah. error yeah like then people, a, people absolutely are allowed fine. to disagree yeah. it's an opinion yeah. it's not a fact I mean, it's just an opinion in it exactly and, and if people are it polite across, isn't it? if people are polite then i don't mind it at all and half the time if if someone offers a criticism and they're not abusive and you reply, then half the time their response is is quite almost like grateful it's like it's like oh you get a lot of of thanks thanks very much for yeah 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 and say a lot of that yeah and i would say in my experience it more it more often goes if someone started out nice enough Mm. it more often goes that way than descending into abuse and yeah as i say you know if there's a factual error then message me because i'd rather catch you know get it changed straight away than have another several thousand people see it and yeah yeah <laughs> but but if it's just like well i didn't like this it's like well there's probably something else on the site that you would enjoy like go and read that instead but, i mean not that we don't welcome feedback if we're actually doing a rubbish job then then tell us we're doing a you know across the board and you hate everything on the site fine like drop us you know drop drop me an email Chicken at reachplc.com. but if it's just like I didn't like
3: this one article, then mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's, it's I think it's fine if someone says I didn't like this because yes you know? yeah. Whereas exactly. it's just like this is this is raw. It like, used like, to well, be really it's like, fun. I okay, thanks mate. And the crack
2: it used to be have the banter and the crack, but it's just a place of hate and that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like you know. Facebook got like that a few years. Yeah, ago, it's like it's yeah. like it's Facebook it's bad the other day. But like I, I'm thinking twice about posting yeah. a positive thing about Marcello Beals just because the going the way where you lose. It's, it's na- you again, it's, so it's a stuff. natural side but effect it's, of of it's
0: being. A, it's a natural side effect, I think, That's of cool. being a forum where everyone is on it. <laughs> like the more people that come onto Twitter, the more likely it is that there's going to be some you know. It's amazing how
2: many people search out those keywords yes. as well to have a
0: pop. <laughs> it's incredible if you don't
3: hashtag or.
2: It's like it's an there, isn't it? You might think Seabird's brilliant, and I might think he's not. I don't. Great, we move on. <laughs> we move on now, don't we? Yeah. Like, and it's like people. I like, people. So for it, to it's worth, I like Bill, Yeah, I, like I think
1: him. We all do. We all do. I we're think he's crushed, don't we? I, I was yeah. talking to a, a chap <laughs> this a morning a Leeds then. fan from Andy's Man Club, as it happens, and he's a Leeds fan, and we were just talking, and he had the same sort of respect with Wagner because he came in with an idea and <laughs> changed things and. Yeah. It's the same with so He can't. He can't help, yeah. but like him for how he goes about things and what he's yep. about, and it's just a very. It's a shame it's for them, but he's, a, he's a, just yeah, a very, a very likeable bloke. But, but Neil, no my point is like... And he's bloody like, good at what he does. There's people out there who are
0: incapable
1: yeah. of saying, yeah, well it's done Leeds, because it's Leeds. Yeah, it's pathetic. pathetic. Yeah, yeah, pathetic yeah. that's yeah. well,
2: and it's same, and it leaves a yeah. bit, it's, it's, it's a the, like, the one that gets nice, me is man.
1: when people write Leeds and instead of so the double E-D, mm. they put three asterisks six in, are you
2: nine years old? Oh
3: no,
1: no. Right, we'll stop talking about them I think the point
2: is though, it's better a place where you can have an opinion on anything, really, yeah. and you can't because bullies are just trying to like proper buy, and it's just not right. No, I it won't what change though. It no. reflects the world. I It'll think, get worse, yeah, and then is, something
3: exactly. else will pop up, and people will go there. Yeah, and then exactly, they'll yeah. find it. I, I think, think that's what's that's what's constantly going on what happens, it. doesn't it? But yeah. we'll move on now to a different section. And and right, Stephen. So it's time for you to let us know your thoughts on Huddersfield Town. It's okay. There's nothing too too brutal in here. I'm not expecting a a Mark Hudson style uh, hatchet <laughs> job, but because we we all quite like Mark Hudson, he's a he's a top he's guy He's a great bloke. Yeah. Uh, so how? Because you're from you've, you've been outside the club. You're not specifically yeah. a Huddersfield Town fan. Um, you might be in future. Depends yeah. how this goes. Um, I don't hold. None of us hold that against you. Um, by the way, and I don't, I don't think anyone would. Absolutely not. No, you do doing a job. Simple as. Exactly. Um, so. As a club, because I'm biased, Cozzy's biased, Mm. Neil's biased, what's the club like?
1: Forestieri, saved by Danny Ward. Huddersfield Town, the annual strugglers who've become Premier League dreamers, are defying the odds again. The dream is
3: on. In football circles, as you mill around everybody else, I know there's certain clubs that will always try and push the club down and then we push it up and then you've got a bit of a, a mishmash. To someone who's neutral, what is Huddersfield Town? What what are they? I think they're incredibly
0: well regarded. I mean, for older, older people, it's obviously, well, I, I guess they'd all be dead so, now. But for older people, their dad will remember, you know, the three opened. league titles and all of that. That's going way back though. Over the past few years, I think everyone respects the hell out of Huddersfield, not just for what they've done on the pitch, but the fact that generally they've had an owner that the fans like, which is so rare in football, um, you know, Dean Hoyle is pretty much universally beloved by by the town fans, and I think people see that. And and if you supported a Bolton or a Newcastle, oh, or, him,
3: or even even Leeds, or even, yeah, years. I mean
0: Flappy Neck, It's it comes to something when um, you know you, if you did a top three worst Leeds owners, then. One of like Ken Bates or Peter Ridsdale or Massimo Cellino is gonna miss out
3: on that list, which is quite remarkable. But- we've been very, we've we've obviously had people in the past who've not not really loved us, if you like. But mm. so in terms of in terms of Huddersfield standing, the people you know, it's we we've had lots of comments like Huddersfield don't belong in the Premier mm. League, Huddersfield shouldn't be here. The, we, I hate the me and Neil both hate the elitist kind of agenda, yeah. which is led by Scudamore and his Premier League. Looking for money, he wants his big cities in, etc. etc. So do you, as you as have if, a thought on that, or do you think I'm just paranoid? No,
0: I know what you mean. Do you know what the, the there's one that. Every website runs, which is pick your ideal Premier League. And it makes you pick 20 teams for your ideal Premier League. And it's always just like, right, well, it's the same 12 or so teams. I don't think we'd we'd pick us. (laughs) It's it's always, everyone always picks the same sort of 12 or so teams. So you Liverpool, Man U, Chelsea, Arsenal, etc. Top six And then then they'll include Leicester and Blackburn because they've won it. And then it yeah. will just be uh, four or five teams that were in the Premier League when Ninety you were nineties, kids and you were yeah. collecting stickers. That's what I say. Yeah. 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 That, and and that, I think that's what people mean when they say, you know, town don't belong in the Premier League, is, oh, well, they don't have a big old stadium like Elend Road or, you know, the City Ground or whatever. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, oh, they're not, you know, it's, it, because they were in League One not so long ago but so were Leicester City and no one says well Leicester City don't belong in the Premier
3: Sheffield League Sheffield Wednesday and Nottingham Forest they always appear on those lists yeah as well, exactly they? because they're, they're clubs in both with, haven't been in the Premier League since the 90s as yeah well. they're clubs yeah. with big um,
0: big potential as well in big like, cities yeah. With grounds that were used at Euro 96. Yeah. Like, and I don't think that's as much to do with it as anything else. Like,
3: it's yeah. that's Adulting all. Era. Yeah.
0: yeah, and that's all. I mean, people said it about Wigan for years that they didn't belong in the Premier League. It's like, well, how long were they in there? I think I said and it as well, but I was yeah. blatantly
3: jealous. <laughs> blatantly jealous. <Yeah. laughs> it,
0: it, it, ultimately, people can say it all they want, but it, it doesn't mean anything. Like, you've, you've been promoted there on merit. Yeah. See the thing for me is merit.
1: the likes of when you see Wigan in there, yeah. Bournemouth in there, Town getting there. To me, that's what football's about. Yeah, I that, want that, Preston. I want that, Preston That, that gives. Yeah. All these other clubs like your Preston, yeah, no yeah. you, they're probably aspiring. It, it, yeah. it can happen to them. You yeah, know. Bradford
0: City and Barnsley. No, not Bradford. Yeah. Yeah. Think, Bar- no, not Bradford. Fast, Sorry, though. sorry, I,
1: I'm very yeah, sorry, Tam fans. bias coming in again. <laughs> I'm very sorry,
0: <laughs> Tam fans. I didn't mean to say Bradford. I think what it is for me, and I
2: think people are just totally missing the point. I, th- I think it's a style of football. I think people were bored of kind of other backs to the wall stuff and that as well. They Bournemouth don't get half stick that we do. Everyone to a place like But let me just finish for me the, the thing about it is the the elite is the way the money and everything's gone that that's the only way to survive because yeah. like Burnley and Man City the other day that were just I watched it Burnley just defended defended and Sean on dice at the end of saying that's you know that's the only way we could do because we went toe to toe with them we'd lose about eight or nine nil so it's like I just think it's the, the snobbish kind of just like you don't play the football yeah. Eddie Howe you know I right, like theirs is different good to watch but I just think Watford that you know theirs is nice on the eye I just think some of the others, I think, I'll get it next year with Wilder because they're just going to do the same. Will they, will they get as much
3: know. so because it's a big city club, isn't it? I, I think, it, I
0: think, League, it, I think you get one season's grace for yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and then after that, people took it's so like Cardiff this season, have, have kind they didn't of get
3: the grace, did they? <laughs> well, but <laughs> they've
0: they've kind of emerged in the national press as like the underdog, and mm. I think people
3: that was our role last year, yeah,
0: yeah, and and yeah, that was town last year, and and I think you get that for one year and then after that it's like okay we'll do something if to you don't establish him. yourself off, yeah. we
2: got dogs abused after that Chelsea game by a load of people but the weird, last the weird, season when we stopped up I couldn't believe the stick we got for that and I was thinking this is an amazing moment As a time I'm proud and People are just saying that's rubbish, we don't want to see that in mean, football. And I think that just has stayed with us this season.
3: A lot of people have to see us out. Well, actually, let's, I, let's be honest, yeah. we don't want to see it. We, but yeah. if Man City have got £1 billion to spend yeah. and we've got yeah, 20 yeah. million, what's,
0: it's actually, what can we do? Uh, that's actually sort of Wagner's big triumph, I think, was like getting them up was like incredible. And I, went, I actually paid to see, uh, as a punter, I took my wife to see. Um, when Town beat Brighton um, in the oh, promotion yeah, yeah, season, one in one. the second up, the three-one, yeah, where Brighton, Brighton had one shot and that was off a dodgy Town back yeah, and and that's the most dominant I've I think I've ever, I've ever seen a, we t- a team play in. in the. You know, in the flesh, where it was when it's two teams that were meant to be evenly yeah. matched. What that's was, the most I've seen one team dominate. What another. was fantastic
3: yeah. about that as well is we could have pretty much the second half off to keep yeah. fresh for Sunday, and, and that's when we went and beat Leeds and went two one on Sunday yeah. last minute. Went to that game as well.
2: Yeah,
3: uh, Heffler header was it? I
2: don't think people get people expect everyone to be like Guardiola's teams and that as well. And this is the this is how the Gary Nevels and what have you—they just kind of well, <laughs> much people. This
0: but, is what I was going to say is that Wagner actually did play that sort of. Pressing Klopp style football at first, yeah, in the championship, but he was smart enough to realize, well, this is this isn't going to work. It was the Spurs game, wasn't at, it? Where at, we were three
3: three nil down after twenty three minutes, yeah. and yeah. we
0: just we just got
3: and, ruined.
0: And he adapted, and 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 that was a, a triumph. And like yeah. I think that's as impressive to me the fact that he got that that team that played that style to adapt to that last season. It were two miracles
1: on trot, basically. Yeah, it was two two football miracles yeah. for me. For the promotion. We're on a par with Leicester winning league.
2: Yeah. Stephen, one of my questions is, Uddersfield Town 2018-2019, you've only got a few minutes to answer this. Where did it all go wrong in your eyes? Difficult question. I mean,
0: difficult for me to say as well without having watched the whole season. I think it's clear that the players, by and large, have underperformed, though. I, I don't know...
2: The reason for that, that we were good enough. Well, what you bought, what we bought, did you? Were you thinking that were more than enough then from from the start? From what I've, from what I've seen,
0: I've just got the impression. Well, they're just not good enough for that division, this division, and there's no shame in that. But then, I was looking at the team that played against Manchester United last year, last season, and it's a lot of those. I think nine of those eleven players are still at the club, and then David Wagner, when he left, said. I'm sorry, I'm switching between Wagner and Wagner because I'm never quite sure
3: which is right. Um, Depends which country you're in, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Wagner said that the signings weren't right, but then some of the signings that were made last summer have actually done all right, like Bakuna, has actually been one of town's best, or has been, by head and shoulders, town's best player from the games that I've seen. So I think it's a, I think it's a combination of things, and it could just be... Um, burnout after a ridiculous
1: overachievement I, I mean you, we said as well didn't we I like mentioned Bakuna there Yeah, it's been yeah. said a few times in here that we've we probably signed too many project players yeah I think that's looking right Bakuna Di Carbi and Benza yeah. probably all got great potential but all young and to throw into an unknown league was yeah. sort of I suicide think from, there, like. from
0: outside it looks a little bit like you're missing a big character like a like a Heffler or someone yeah. like that I to agree with that. to to mm. rally the troop because or a Wagner the, but that, that's the other thing is like Wagner was as bad in the first half of this season or not much better in the first half of this season as they have been under sievert in the second half of this season so you can't lay it all at sievert's feet
2: I, I don't know I, do you I, think so? no
0: I, mean, I, I, would, I, d- I
3: wouldn't do that no, no, I, d- I, d- I don't agree
2: Stephen I, I thought we were not far away at all you think that Wolves and that bit after we were losing by our goals and in games and I were coming away thinking we're getting nearer I think we're nowhere near it now but They're, obviously some players have given up
0: and the you think yeah. for me is
1: we weren't losing by many but we were losing yeah but now we we're, losing we're but getting we're hammered well. that's every mostly, week
0: that, that's mostly since the relegation was confirmed though isn't it yeah and well, and, I, and I think
1: it's just it's all been very very disjointed and yeah. we, we it's been it's widely sort of accepted that last summer was mm. A shambles yeah yeah it was just the basically a club got it wrong they haven't Yeah, i mean you're right they, they
0: probably
2: needed a bit more experience a bit more um money, a bit would a would bit more savvy steven would you have gone like two or three 20 millions or rather than mm, seven million that's what it, is, the thing is, the thing is you have to spend it in the right places right. like
0: you look at um brighton or fulham They've spent loads of money over uh, over the last couple of
3: years. Fulham's a scattergun, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and yeah. Brighton have bought a load of players that they aren't playing and that, that, for some reason, Chris Hewton won't give them a game. Fulham decided they didn't need to buy a defence and then in January went and got Ryan Babble. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Trump story. So, like... They've, they've spent, spent about 120 million. Quid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So you yeah. you do need to buy the right players, and there are there's there's you can find examples on both sides. So like Burnley barely spend anything historically, like compared with with the, the Premier League clubs. Yeah, exactly. Like they obviously Phil
1: Basley and Walters both came yeah, from Stoke, didn't they? And exactly. They, could, they could sort of go that route. while they, they tried and tested. Some, he's very British player base. Yeah. Isn't
0: someone it? someone
1: tweeted the other day that like you know that their whole game
0: Burnley is about blocking shots and putting players between the ball and the goal which yeah. sounds obvious but like to keep that up for 90 minutes as someone said it's like SAS training that they're yeah, doing yeah. and so it's clear that like on Sean Dyche's like top of his scouting list is are they uh, a hard nut can they handle getting hit in the face for 90 minutes every game and still get up and get hit in the face again um, I do but I yeah it does feel a little bit like at town and and part of this is down to the you know the 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 fairies of, of the previous director of football um, and the fact that they haven't had one for the past few months, they don't seem to have had that cohesive, no. joined up thinking. And again, the town on alone in that. There's loads of clubs that don't yeah. have a cohesive transfer policy. Liverpool didn't have one until about three years, ago, until True. Clock came in. Yeah, uh, yeah. For years, yeah, but remember Rogers was quite scary. So, yeah. with, with
1: all that in mind, from what you've just said about director of football, etc., mm. obviously, we're only in April now. This will mm. probably go out at some point in. Middle mid, to late, but mid, yeah. the last so day of April, aren't we, sir? Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, things might have happened between us recording this now and when it goes out. But what what do you see as what the what the club need to do between now and the new season to sort of stabilise again and hopefully progress?
0: I mean, yeah, I think getting the structure right above Siva is obviously very important. I'm sure the club are aware of that, um, because. You know, it's Steve's first um, job at like a a senior club at at this kind of level, you know, having worked at the academy before at Dortmund. And um, yeah, I think it's important that you get a director of football or have some mechanism uh, by which intelligent decisions are made about which players are signed. And again, from the way Sean Jarvis, were you at the awards ceremony last week? The way he was talking before the award, obviously he was trying to be quite jolly. But he was talking about, you know, we know that mistakes were made and we want to put them right for next year. So again, the club aren't daft. I th- and I'm sure that if Wagner's saying in the press the players that we signed weren't the right players, then he'll have told the club that as well. When he, when I, he I, I think the club so, know that they've,
1: yeah. this, this season's been one massive missed opportunity. Yeah,
0: I think so. And so, I mean, part of it's on the training pitch. I think a lot of it is going to be going to be in the transfer market as well, so obviously Sievert's going to have to get his ideas. It looks like he wants to play that sort of attacking four three three He basically said as much after the Liverpool game mm. um which you know can it's all well well and good talking about exciting football, but it's no good if it doesn't win your games um but and I think they need to work on that I think Carline Grant looks phenomenal. Uh, for the Championship, he should score 20 So, realistically, bear in mind free, we're getting relegated.
1: Yeah. We're down, we're gone. Carlin Grant's come in yeah. and scored, what, 4-11? Which, yeah. for a team that don't score goals, is a phenomenal strike rate without... Has he played a full 90 minutes yet? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah has he played of He's actually the most app- used striker out of all Jan Sievers. But for
1: those appearances, to get that amount mm-hmm. of goals... Do you think it's a possibility that he might go in summer? I doubt it. Like he's,
0: I don't think they'd let him go unless someone came and offered like forty million for him. I don't think they'd they'd let him go to be honest. And he he seems. I mean, I've only met him very briefly once for a post match interview, so you can't really tell anything about that. But he seems like a very quiet and considered and. He's got the right head and his shoulders, yeah. kind of
1: thing. He knew um, it, Well, he, he had he it. to know what we're coming to. When yeah, he, when he exactly. signed, we were going down, weren't we? So he, yeah. he knew that when he came. It's exactly. just cutting, But his it. stock has mm. risen yeah. massively. I think. Be,
2: be, yeah. <laughs> I see what you've done there. Um, <laughs> um, it's just got though, Stephen, for me. It's like we're starting from scratch. It's like we've just been promoted. for the league. next season, season. You can't go down losing 30 games or 32 by the time this goes out. Yeah. That, And then it's like it's a missed that We should have like some five or six players or whatever to build around where but, it seems to me we're starting from absolute scratch when we've wasted what, know, what we had
0: I think they've got the core I mean I think they've got the core of a decent team there if, if, if the right it players stay,
1: or yeah or they exactly they want to stay there's, no but,
2: evidence, there's been little evidence of, of any improvement and I'm not talking about results but mm. I could write down on the like pad a couple of things that has improved nothing mm. else and it's, it, I just don't see but if, you, but if you think in the
0: championship you know Tommy Smith was in team of the season the the year town went up so I know that he's I know he's had a lot of criticism this year but if if the championship is his level and he can reach sort of the the standard that he was at when he was you know when Town in the promotion season then take there's your right back sorted if Schindler stays you've got a really solid championship center back You've got if Bakuna stays, you've got you know he's gonna be he's if gonna tear up up it to it that footage to shreds.
2: If they're up for it, that is yeah. a huge question mark because these guys were playing an high tempo and heavy metal football, as Wagner called it. Can Steve get that happening again? I just don't know. You know. Yeah,
0: that's well, that's that's that is kind of the answer. Is yeah. I think the only fair answer you can give on the evidence of of sort of Steve's you know half a season is well I don't know, and I don't think any of us will know until at least a few games into the championship. Um, where things are and and whether things are that bad I mean I was speaking to someone who I think he writes for ESPN at Liverpool and he was saying it's it's an unusual situation if not unprecedented to have a manager coming in halfway through the season knowing that they're pretty much already relegated Mm -hmm. and that they're preparing side for the championship that's that you I can't think of another like maybe derby county jewel came in a bit early jewel, like november yeah and julie jewel mm. came in in like october november i right. think it's it's a very unusual situation and it, and i think that's part of the discomfort because it's not like town can look at examples from history and say well don't worry these this lot were in a similar were
3: you know struggled as well but then the next season they were flying and they got promoted with 100 points and all of that it's been a few sunderlands and derby's yeah. have sunderland and Villa as well, but Villa yeah. got bought out, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, Norwich were were not super
0: impressive
2: last season. 14th of for the finish. Yeah,
1: them.
2: I, I saw Norwich a few times and they weren't impressive at all. I suppose the argument for my counter is that Stoke, you know, went down with, I thought, were a Premier League team ready to come back. The names on the back of the shirts were yeah. impressive and they've absolutely bombed. So maybe having a, a total start from scratch is not a bad thing. Yeah, that's it. It's It's... Getting rid of the,
0: I think part of Stoke's problem is they didn't
2: get rid of the right players because, uh,
1: as you say, if you look, they got rid of one. Unfortunately, <laughs> landed at Arsenal since gone to Egypt. If you look, we gave him one back though, didn't we, <laughs> Tom if well, you, I'll Tell you what, if, I'd rather have Tommins
0: than uh, old Ramadan. If, if you look through the squad list of like Stoke on paper, then you're like,
3: "Oh, yeah, they should be
0: going up, but then you think about, "Well, hang on, what kind of personality is this player uh, let's think about the players' personalities, and like a third of the squad that went down and that they kept for the championship is like, "Oh yeah, they've all had their moments mm. um I'm not sure so again, I think that's that's sort of the we've already touched on it, I think that's one of the big mistakes town need to correct is get." Um, trying to find get, consistency as well yeah it, just know? get get some characters in who, who, are, who are, will motivate the. T- I mean Schindler is, is there and, and Hoggy's obviously been with the club for ages and you know speaks very well and all of that but you need more of them and, and probably a bit more experience a bit more grit um, but as I say they've got players that, that have proven they can do it in the championship Alex Pritchard is another one Like he, I saw him play a few times for Brentford he was brilliant and I believe at Norwich he was Excellent as well. I think, and this is what I mean when I say my first impression was, well, this is a championship team playing in the Premier League because there's a lot of players in that yeah. squad who were excellent in the championship. But you think, mm, but I'm not sure about like about purgatory Premier players league. out there, the ones, yeah. are the ones that can't just make Sylvana that. Sylvana bank Blake's of this world. Yes, bank Blake, Adiakimbayi, that's the Dwight Gale. The past, yeah. I mean, and again, there's no shame in that. You'd ra- you'd rather have that as fans than just. Oh, they haven't tried all season. Yeah. Oh, I can't call with this again,
3: could you? No, <laughs> no. Okay, so we'll move on to our last section. Right, okay, Stephen. So you've got to thank our mutual friend, Ollie Fisher, for the title of this. It's a quick-fire round called Roast Chicken. <laughs> Cheers, Ollie. <nothing. laughs> so, 11 questions. Try and answer these as quickly as possible. What team did you sport growing up? Liverpool. Your all-time favourite football moment. Oh, uh, Liverpool winning Champions League 2005. Your all-time favourite footballer? Uh, Sammy Hoopier. Favourite sport that isn't football? Rugby League. Good man. Huddersfield Town, 1920. Promotion, relegation, mid-table obscurity? What? Do you mean 2020? Yeah, 1920. 19 oh, slash 20. Right. Oh, God, I like, are you asking me a question about I think you're buying time, here. Town? <laughs> champions okay. in that in uh, squares it. Town of 30 yards out. Van the Paris shot! What a goal! What a goal by Ruddy Van de A right-footed curler into the top corner! The town fans couldn't believe their eyes at first, but it's an absolute screamer from the Dutchman! Huddersfield, count one! West from it shall be a nil! <laughs> I Got think promoted. Push, pushing for playoffs. Pushing for playoffs. Is Jan the man? Don't know yet. Best insult, whopper our weapon? Whopper <laughs> Favorite band or song? Oh, Father John Misty. Game of Thrones, yay or nay? Nay, no, never watched it. What the hell? Favorite chicken-related takeaway? Oh, uh, uh KFC. And that's it. Thank you very much, okay, Stephen, no for problem. coming in. I'm sure everybody wishes you the best of luck for uh, for the new role going forward. And it's, it's important that people let you start with a clean slate and, and move on. So. What's your credentials online so people can follow you and, and get hooked in?
0: Yeah, so I'm at Stephen Chicken on Twitter, and that's Stephen with a V and Chicken as it sounds. Excellent. Thank you very much.
3: Spot on. Well Cheers, guys. Thank thanks anyway. Yeah. Is this the moment for
1: Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division Two, Huddersfield
3: Town. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pate's got a chance. Yes. Pete scores. Jack Pate scores.
2: is in there. Smith scores for field Town. 3-2 Town. Morris Sherry, Danny Ward shaves, Danny Ward shaves. The quarter's in, in, Brandi Heyer,
1: 2-0 Huddersfield
3: Town. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance.